Hey, you found us. It's a very special Ben and Matt sportscast. I'm Ben Glixman alongside my tag team partner, Matt Story. Archie's going nuts about a bird that's outside the window. Um, we have an NFL draft wrap-up, and that's what the focus of this is going to be. But first, Matt, um, ASU's quarterback room just got a little lighter. It did. The unfortunate news, Blake Barnett has transferred to a place to be determined with two years yeah. remaining of eligibility. I mean, you can hear Archie's upset in the background. Uh, yeah, I yeah. know. I know. I I think in a moment like this, it's important to look back at the guy's highlights and, and uh, you know, think of all those great moments, like when he came off the bench against USC and threw an interception that was returned for a touchdown. And that's about it. Yeah, you know, he uh, he played. I think we're done. Yeah. Yeah, he, he played in a couple games and. Uh, he, uh, I believe he played in three games and he finished with a winning record, two and one, if I recall. He uh, played in the win uh, that we were in attendance for at New Mexico State or against New Mexico State, and then uh, uh, played you know against Utah late in that game, and then the USC game. I believe that's it. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been quite an experience, you know, and yeah. I think that the team is better for having had him. Because obviously he came with that winning pedigree from Alabama. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, you know, it's funny. We, we spent we so much time last offseason talking about it and about I him. Know. And it, was, right. it no. was all just no. for naught. I mean, you know, in, in, in all seriousness, yeah, it is, it's kind of wild how that happens. You know, he, we thought he would, would be the guy. I think both of us at this point last year and really probably up through about the middle, uh, you know, middle of fall camp thought that he would eventually be the starter to begin the year, if not early in the year. Um, and, you know, you could tell that that wasn't the way things were going. Um, you know, he ended up never starting a game for us, obviously. Um, and, you know, just played mop-up time in three games. So, uh, you know, I, 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 I joke a bit um, because, you know, I'm almost poking fun at ourselves more than him. Um, you know, he, he didn't win the job, and I, I wish him luck at his next stop. I'm not, no no ill will toward him at all. Um, but yeah, it's it's interesting how that works, and shows you just how unpredictable things really are when it comes to star rankings and stuff like that. This guy was a you know five star coming out of high school, and now he's on his third college in four years. I'm much more upset about Sam Cunliffe leaving than Blake Barnett. Sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't fault him. Um, I mean, he's graduating, so he can go to his third school in three years, which is kind of neat. Uh, not a lot of people can say they do that. So, you know, good for him. Take advantage of those rules and those loopholes. Um, and, and uh, yeah, I mean, if he finds a place that he can play, I don't know where that place is, honestly. I mean, I don't think it's at a, a power five school. Uh, I mean, unless he unless he's going to go compete for a job somewhere, no one's going to just say, "Yeah, come on in, you're our starter." He hasn't shown enough to prove that. But he uh, visited USF, know. which did he? Okay, you know, you know he's I mean, a quarterback. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, if he goes to, that's what I was thinking—a place that's more of a, you know, a. Uh, uh, what do they call it? The group of five, I guess, is what it's called. Think, you know, thinking basketball, more mid-major. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> you know, maybe he gets an opportunity and plays well. And, I, you know, I, again, I'm not rooting against him. Same for Brady White. Um, you know, makes sense for them to take advantage of the opportunities that are there. Uh, what 
it does is, is certainly make our um, recruiting class this year interesting. We, uh, you know, we'll now have two quarterbacks coming back in, in 2019 because Wilkins is gone. And so it's certainly vital to get one, probably two guys in this class. And, um, you know, maybe we're a landing spot for a graduate transfer next offseason. It would make a lot of sense. Herm suggested that we're going to just add two quarterbacks in next year's class and everything will just be ship shape. Yeah, and, and I don't think that's a terror. I mean, I, I think adding two is wise. I would almost say add two in the sense of add one out of high school and, and keep yourself in the mix for a, for a transfer option. Um, nothing against Dylan Sterling Cole. Maybe he'll be ready to run the show and be great, but um, we are, uh, you know, you look ahead and you don't have an obvious heir apparent, you know, unless things transpire a certain way this year. But, you know, if Manny Wilkins stays healthy and starts this full year, we'd be a natural landing spot for a, for a transfer going into 2019. Agreed. Let's talk about the NFL draft. Yes. Baker Mayfield, going to be a bust. Uh, it's all Packer guys. It's all Packer guys who went with him, number one. I heard that. Pro Football Focus had him as the number one ranked college quarterback the last two years. Yeah. Uh, each of the last two years, uh, as far as NFL readiness and ability, I you know I I will I will die on this hill. I it yeah, will it will well, be my no, it will be my st- stance that he will not work as a quarterback. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I question how do they determine that kind of stuff? Like Pro Football Focus is an interesting site, and I don't mean to to knock them, but how do you determine what's NFL ready? I mean, uh, really, that, that just, you know, it doesn't make sense to me. I mean, it, he played in a uh, very much a college offense. Now, that doesn't, you know, the NFL's incorporating some elements of the offenses like that, but this is a college offense that really relied on tempo and speed and things that just simply aren't done in the NFL. Um, and... Yeah, you know, okay, so so he was great in college. No argument there, he was. But that doesn't mean he's NFL ready. Now he might be. Uh, you know, I'm not. I'm not necessarily going out saying they're wrong. I just I wonder how they. How do you determine that in a formula? Doesn't make sense to me. You just know. Uh, you know, I mean, I just that's the thing about the draft. There is there is no formula. That's why it's interesting. That's why we, we get into it every year, and that's why it, it captivates us, because it's not a mathematical formula. You can't just put numbers into a computer and say, that's my guy. There's a whole lot more to it than that. And uh, so, I mean, you know, was he great in college? Yeah. Um, so it was Colt McCoy. And he's had a nice journeyman-like career, but he hasn't been a star. Uh, you know, so was Timmy Chang. He never touched an, an NFL field. Um, so, you know, let's let's just wait and see. There's there's you know plenty of examples of guys who were great in college who were not good in the NFL or didn't even play in the NFL. So I'll reserve judgment. I'm a big proponent of this Timmy Chang reference. <laughs> I... I mean, you know, and again, that's it's an extreme argument. I realize, um, but you know, he was. I mean. What, there was no more productive quarterback in the history of college football than Timmy Chang, was there? And he's still the leader in passing yards, um, and that doesn't make him, uh, you know, an NFL prospect. So I just don't know. I don't know how you determine that, and I'm sure if you, you know, 
if the pro football focus guys could give you a long-winded explanation of how they come up with their formula, and uh, it may or may not make sense to me. But overall, I just don't think you can, you know, you can't plug that into a, a calculator and say, this guy's going to be a success in the NFL. I mean, if that's the case, nobody would miss. We wouldn't have top 10 busts because everybody would just use the same formula and, oh, well, we're getting a great player. Everything's good. We wouldn't have guys in the third day of the draft end up stars because they'd all get taken early. That's not how it is. Timmy Chang, number one all-time in career pass completions, attempts, yards, interceptions. Uh, Which is kind of crazy given the um, proliferation of the passing game, you know, the last couple decades that nobody has passed him. Yeah. I mean, you know, like I know he threw for a ton of yards. He was a four-year guy, but, you know, so many teams are doing that now. Back when, when he did it at Hawaii, it was like, you know, Nobody did that. They were kind of an outlier, and now so many teams are throwing it 50 times a game. But, yeah, he still sits there at the top of the books, even though it's been, what, 12, 13 years since his career ended? Maybe more than that. He he has the benefit of having two sophomore seasons because the first one was cut short due to injury. Ah, so he played five years. Yeah, he played played 10 as a freshman – it looks like then three is his first sophomore year, fourteen okay. his second sophomore year, and then thirteen and thirteen. Yeah, so, so kind of uh, similar to uh, Carson Palmer did the same thing. I think yeah. his sophomore year he played three games and got a redshirt year. So yeah, I mean he played some extra games and certainly played in a very gimmicky offense. Don't don't mistake what I'm saying. I'm not saying you know Jimmy Chang would have been great in the NFL. I'm saying. That's a name, and it's an extreme name. Again, Colt McCoy is probably a better comparison because, you know, similar conference, similar success, two-time Heisman finalist, um, played for a national championship, uh, you know, similar career to Baker Mayfield, really, and ended up a, a, you know, respectable NFL player, but nothing special. So, you know, is Mayfield that much better than him? He might be, but, you know, let's wait and see. I really enjoyed the top of the Cardinals draft. Yeah, I, I, I figured you'd like the Christian Kirk pick. You've been I've, I've been all been, over you've been Christian taking Kirk. Up residence on that bandwagon for a couple of years now. I am all about the Christian Kirk pick. They, you know, they get him in the second round, fifteenth pick in the second round without moving. Yeah, and he just look. It was a draft. I think of. Slot receiver, number two receiver type guys. Yeah. And I, I think Ridley is very good, but I think Kirk is perhaps more explosive than Ridley. Um, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, you know, it's a it's a solid group, it seems like. Um, you know, the one thing I would say just overall for the draft is it always kind of amuses me. I guess I realized it when I worked there. And, and you'd see it every year, and then you'd look around, and every other team was saying the same thing. Like, you know, naturally, every team should feel like they just got better because what did you do the last week? You you added somewhere probably between five and ten players, and you didn't give up anybody. So, yeah, everybody should feel like they got better, right? I mean, that 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 they didn't all get better when it comes down to it, but right now, everyone thinks they did. Yeah, I. Whose drafts did you like? Is there anyone who stood out? I mean, I, I was, 
I can go very in depth on my Packers feelings. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, I liked what they did uh, getting the two corners. Um, you know, for me, I, I guess I honestly, even though it's funny, I mean, I watched almost the entire draft. There's probably not a lot of teams, or really any teams, I could sit and tell you, you know, five guys that they picked because as day three goes on, you know, they kind of all start to wash together. And I was really following more for, you know, where would the ASU guys go, who would, what quarterbacks would go, that type of thing, rather than, you know, what teams were putting together. Um, so I'm really more looking at the top. I, I, I liked the Colts got with Quentin Nelson. I thought that just made a lot of sense. I know I've heard some criticism of that. Like, oh, they, how come they didn't take defense? I mean, all I've heard for years is when are the Colts going to realize they need to build an offensive line? And they, they took the best offensive lineman in the draft, theoretically. So how can you criticize that pick? So I, I like that. They took some defensive guys in the second, third round, I think. Um, so, I, you know, that was one that just made sense to me. Uh, liked what the Bears did. Roquan Smith, I thought, is a good player. And then they took um, – who did they take? A receiver in the second round, and I'm blanking on his name. Give me a second. Uh, oh, the kid the kid from Memphis, Anthony Miller. Yes. I think, yeah. They yeah. took Anthony uh, Miller with their second of two second-round picks. Who else did they take? The well, center, James Daniels from Iowa. Oh, yeah, yeah. Another, you know, a guy who was projected as maybe a first-round pick, you know, borderline. Um, so those are ones that just jump. But, again, I, you know – that's just kind of off the top of my head. That's not necessarily like sitting back and thinking, you know, I mean, some, you know, the lions got Frank Reg now, the center smart pick, you know, invest in your offensive line. Don't, don't hate that pick at all. Um, intrigued by the Ravens getting Lamar Jackson thought that was a very interesting move. And we should talk some Lamar Jackson before this conversation is up. Well, the, the Lamar Jackson thing is smart because they get the fifth year option. Right. And right. Yeah. That's that's Managed the big to, deal. Is because yeah, you know yeah. Flacco. Sure, but I heard an interesting point. It was on the Ringers podcast about you know you bring in RG three first because he probably right. doesn't want to be the third string guy, but you start tailoring some packages for him with the idea that if Flacco gets hurt, maybe you go to RG three. But right. the packages for RG three that you're creating are really just looking ahead towards Lamar Jackson. To Lamar Jackson. Yeah, sorry, it's interesting. Lamar I mean, it, it is, it's very interesting to see them bring in, you know, two guys like that who are not at all like Flacco. I mean, if you were stylistically comparing, you couldn't have more different, you know, types of quarterbacks. Lamar Jackson is the fleet, you know, uh, super fast, super smooth, questionable, you know, on the arm, whereas Flacco is your traditional, you know, stand in the pocket and throw it not much else right you know he's good at it but not much else uh, but yeah it's it's very interesting to bring in griffin and lamar jackson and kind of gives you the sign that maybe this is flacco's last year there they're you know they can get out of his deal no more guaranteed money after next year and you know unless he has another pretty good year which he has really not been very good since that super bowl year and that's been five years now uh you know you wonder if this is it for him I'll tell you my favorite pick of the draft. Okay. Arden Key in the third round to the Raiders. Yeah, yeah. Get, get him one, and Mac on the same line. Yeah, I mean, that's a first-round type of talent, you you would think. 
Uh, I mean, certainly, you know, going into last year was a guy who was projected as a top 10 pick and is off the field sort of drama, which I guess he, you know, he finally came clean and, you know, said what his, his off season absence was to go, you know, voluntarily into drug rehab last year um, and then struggled with being overweight. Uh, you know, it was a rough year for him overall. It was not, not the kind of year you want. That's why he felt the third round. Um, but yeah, you know, an interesting pick. Certainly there, you know, there were a few like that. And the, the Raiders, I mean, the Raiders were an interesting team. They, uh, they get him, they get Martavis Bryant, not in the draft, but use a, a pick to acquire him. So, you know, they're, they're taking some risks in personalities, but adding some pretty good talent with those personalities. And it'll, it'll be interesting. And another team that obviously took a, character risk was Antonio Callaway going to the Browns. Uh, you put him with Josh Gordon. <laughs> Very interesting mix, but maybe they'll be good for each other. Who knows? Or maybe it'll be disastrous. Uh, there's a lot of talent. I, you know, for as much as I don't love the Baker Mayfield pick, it's tough to argue with their draft that they get. Yeah. You know, their, their first picks, if you just go position, quarterback, which is a need. Corner, right. which is a need. Offensive line, a need. Running right. back, Interesting that yeah, Chubb, Chubb got there, yeah. but I like it. You know, yeah. D line yeah. receiver, linebacker receiver, corner. I yeah. it, it, it yeah, was no. a for for the former Packer guys. I don't you know what do I know? I don't like the Mayfield pick when right. you have all of them. I would have picked somebody else, and I I probably am dead wrong. So would I? But yeah, yeah. You know, I, I would have gone Darnold. I still feel like he was the guy that should have gone there. Um, but yeah, I mean, time will tell, obviously, and that's where the draft is going to be sort of dictated for them. I mean, even if they get really good contributions from a handful of those other guys, if Mayfield's a bust and the other quarterback or quarterbacks are good, you know, we're going to look back and say, boy, they, they whiffed again. Um, if Mayfield's good, then, you know, then maybe they're positioned to finally have some success. Who knows? I mean, it's... There is talent there. Yeah, I mean, they added some pretty good talent. They added some good talent in the offseason. Prior to this, you know, as far as free agency and trades, um, I really do believe they are a team that could, you know, maybe not go to the playoffs, but make a big leap. I could see them being an 8-8 eight eight type of team this year. Because, um, honestly, I don't think they were that. I mean, and this, this is hard to say. They went 0-16. They weren't the worst team I've ever seen assembled. Like they just, they had terrible quarterback play. They lost close games early. Things fell apart on them, but they had better talent last year than an 0 16 team should. Yeah. Well, and, and a point that I heard this week from a couple different places was Hugh Jackson. It, it's on him now, right? It is. There's oh, a, no if question. they don't, if it doesn't work, he failed them. He yes. is not a good yes. coach if this doesn't work because they yeah. have the talent to win. They do, yeah. And, and, you know, the GM didn't hire him. And so, yeah, he is very much on the chopping block. I think anything less than, uh, you know, 6 and 10, he's probably gone. And he might be gone even with that because I, I believe John Dorsey's probably just counting the minutes until he can hire his own coach. Um, you know, I think he was brought in with the caveat of, you're, you're keeping this guy, but I don't really think that, that's his guy. Uh, and so short of them, you know, making a playoff run or contending for the playoffs to the very end, I would be surprised if he's gone, even with an 8-8 eight eight kind of season. Yeah. He, the fact that he kept his job after losing this many games is, is a remarkable feat. In yeah. Time, right? 
Yeah, it is. It really is. No question. Yeah, one in thirty-one usually does not buy you a third year. Um, but here he is. Yeah. So, so who's who's? Uh, let, let me give you this sort of prop bet. Let's let's put the caveat on not injury related. Who's the first quarterback to win their team's starting job? First quarterback to win their team's starting job. And again take out you know somebody gets injured obviously that changes things if Flacco gets injured or something like that let's just say health when who's the first and when do you see it that they become their team starter so if we're if if health was not a factor or or if we could count it I would say that it would be Rosen because I think that Bradford will be hurt so yeah well, and, and that's it's my forecast as well, even if he's not hurt, because I don't know that, like, I don't think Bradford's got a firm grip on that job. He he appeared to, but now they brought in someone else, and I could see them just deciding, yeah, he's our guy. You know, let's just go with him from day one. I would not surprise me if he is the starter week one. Yeah. I, I mean... McCarron's only under contract for a year, right? For uh, two. two. I think the second year's an option. Um, so the Bills, may, you're, I mean, it makes some sense, but boy, Josh Allen is so raw. I just don't see it with him. Like, you could make the case that the Bills don't have a firm starter, so the opportunity's there. You're right. But I don't see Josh Allen being ready to be the starter. And, and, and I almost hope for his sake they don't push him into that because it has Deshaun Kaiser written all over it. The GM for the Bills said Josh Allen will begin training camp as the third quarterback behind McCarron and Peterman. Yeah. Which, of course, Hugh Jackson said the same thing about Baker Mayfield. Anybody who believes all that stuff. Like, yeah, they might begin camp that way in the sense that the very first snaps, you know, of training camp. But in, in the minds, are they really going in as number three? I don't believe that. I think... I mean, your Rosen argument's compelling to me. To me, it, it makes the most sense. I mean, uh, you know, they're all obviously, you know, aside from Jackson going to Baltimore, I mean, I think Flacco's going to be the guy unless he gets hurt. But, you know, Josh McCown, Tyrod Taylor, uh, A.J. McCarron, and Sam Bradford, none of the four are going to be confused with Hall of Famers or, or you know, big-time guys or established starters even, really, for those teams. So, they all have opportunities. I just think the Rosen one makes the most sense. I can see that. I, I think that the coach most likely to pull the trigger is Hugh Jackson. If Tyrod Taylor yeah. struggles at all, yeah, he'll... I, and, and I would not be surprised. I mean, I would I would forecast that Mayfield takes over as the starter by, you know, midseason, maybe earlier. I just, I could see Rosen being the only guy that actually does it from opening day yeah i think that's but you know yeah i mean it, it'll it'll be interesting i mean you know how preseason goes and you know you don't even play full games and so you can see you know mayfield goes out there in the first preseason game and he you know takes on the third string defense and he goes you know nine for ten for 90 yards and a touchdown like oh my god you gotta start this kid right now what are you waiting for yeah that's what you drafted him for that's gonna be the right. line you hear that's what you exactly. drafted him for yeah yeah, guaranteed. All the same people who, for the last several weeks, were saying you got to be patient with these kids. You got veterans. 
don't rush them in. Then they'll they'll flash a potential in a couple preseason drives, and it'll be you're gonna get him out there. I don't know what you're waiting for. Yeah, I mean, I, I do think patience will be really important, especially with Allen and to a certain extent with Darnold. Like, just don't don't rush the issue. I mean, especially Darnold is like the Jets aren't going to the Super Bowl this year. They're building something. They're trying to build it slow. Don't rush him out there. McCown is a serviceable quarterback. You're not going anywhere special with McCown, but you're not going anywhere special this year at all. Uh, and and so, you know, just keep – I mean, if Darnold starts the last, you know, maybe four games of the season, that would be a bad idea, but I would not rush him into it. Yeah, agreed. Um, all right. I, I'm with you. I think it's Rosen – I definitely, if injuries count as part of this, it's definitely Rosen. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. The reason I say that is because, yeah, we could, you know, I would agree with that projection, but, you know, who knows? What if what if Tyron Taylor gets hurt in the preseason? You wouldn't project that because he hasn't been injury prone, but maybe he does, and that changes the dynamic, obviously, on this. So kind of have to put the caveat of, you, you, you know, project everyone stays healthy, then what? Yeah. No, I hear you. And, and okay, here's another one. Most likely to be a bust. You going Baker Mayfield? Yeah. Of the quarterbacks? Absolutely. Of the first rounders? Okay. I'm going Josh Allen. And I'm not rooting I'm not rooting for that. I just think it's a really not a good spot for him. Why do you, think, I, why do you think he will be a bust compared to Mayfield? I guess what I'm saying is I think that they are both bad. Yeah. Yeah. My fear with Allen is um, some of what we were just talking about, that McCarron is not an established guy there. They made the playoffs last year, so there's going to be kind of a push of like, hey, you know, we're unlike the Jets where you can make the argument of, hey, we're going slow, don't worry, we'll get there. It's going to be, you know, hey, this was a playoff team last year, why are we going backwards? And I just have this fear they're going to push him in too soon and he's going to be overwhelmed. And we've seen it before. And that it's very hard to get over that initial overwhelmed. It happens, but the guys who do it, they struggle. I mean, yeah, Peyton Manning set the record for interceptions and all that, but Peyton Manning never looked overwhelmed. Made mistakes. You know, rookies make mistakes, but it's a, it's a different feeling looking like the guy just doesn't belong on the field. And I just have this bad feeling that that's going to happen with Allen. Yeah, I can see that. And again, I'm not rooting against him. I just don't like the fit. I, I think um, they're going to push him in. I don't think that's a very you know great offensive coaching staff necessarily. He's not going to a you know a quarterback whisperer type of coach. You know I hate that cliche, but uh, you know it's just not a it's not an ideal landing spot for him. I think he would have been better off you know going to a team like the Cardinals. Not that they have great, but a team where you know there might have been a little bit more patience. A uh, little less pressure. I mean, that Buffalo fan base is pretty intense, and and if he struggles, they'll turn on him quickly. Yeah. And you can make all those exact same arguments for Mayfield. I yeah, just, and, I, and I, I do. And Mayfield was number one. I, I think neither of them will be great successes. I think Mayfield will start earlier than Allen. Yeah, and and yeah. will and will play more games than Allen. Full yeah. stop. In their careers, I guess. I guess my thought is, if you're talking bust, you're talking a guy who's like out of the league in five years. 
And I think he's the most likely to be out of the league in five years. He's the most likely to be Christian Ponder, who, you know, was a top, what? 13? 12, top 10, 12 pick, something like that, and out of the league within five years. Yeah. I... Yeah, I can see that. I think he's a he's got Jake Locker potential. I think Baker Mayfield does too. Yes, yeah. I mean, and I was going to say Jake Locker. Jake Locker is a weird one because he voluntarily retired, even though his career might have been close to being over anyway. Um, you know, so his career, the end of his career, was kind of bizarre. But um, yeah, you know, something like that where where we look back, and I mean, honestly, with Allen, like it's going to be one of those. If he doesn't work out, we're going to look back and say. Why did we think he was going to be that good in the first place? He wasn't very good in college. He didn't win much. He wasn't successful statistically. Like all the warning signs are there. Like with, if he becomes a bust, we're going to look back and say we should have seen it coming. Yeah. Whereas the other guys, I guess at the very least, you say, well, man, you know, if Baker Mayfield's a bust. There will be people, and you will certainly have your right to say so. That will say, you know, I told you. But, you know, the people who were for him will say, man, look how good he was in college. It's going to be hard to say that with Josh Allen. And again, I like the kid. I'm not rooting against him. But you can't say, well, geez, you should have given him more of a chance. Look how productive he was in college. He wasn't. The idea that he went ahead of Rosen is astounding. uh, It really is. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. To me, that that is Buffalo. And maybe that wasn't there, you know, but I heard the media take on it. Oh, you need a quarterback with a big arm and weather like that. I don't know if I agree with that. Yeah, they play some cold weather games, definitely. But, you know, like, do they really need a rocket arm guy? I mean, Rosen's not Chad Pennington. Like, he's, he's got a decent arm. Like, I would have I would have taken Rosen in a heartbeat over him. When they traded up, especially with a team that made the playoffs last year, has some good things in place, uh, you know, take the guy who you could plug in right away and have success with. And I don't think that's Josh Allen. Everyone seems pretty confident that Allen can play right away. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, I'm sorry, that Rosen can play right away, and that oh, Allen okay. uh, yeah, can't, and that Allen's is, a project. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think you look at Rosen and you look at the offenses that he played in in college, um, you know, especially last year playing for a coach who's been in the NFL, and, and just his, you know, his experience level. He's a three-year starter. Uh, you know, so all those things, you, you look at him and you say it's the most natural transition. Putting him in an NFL offense doesn't feel like it's going to be, you know, square peg in a round hole. Whereas everybody else, you could argue, it's going to take a little time if it happens at all. I mean, you know, Mayfield did not play in an NFL offense. Lamar Jackson did not play in an NFL offense. Josh Allen kind of did, but he wasn't very successful at all. So, I mean, there's there's work to be done on those guys. Darnold... Yeah, somewhat, but that the USC offense isn't what it used to be. Like they they run a lot of shotgun stuff and spread stuff, and so that, there's going to be transition for all of these guys. Yeah, I you know USC is an interesting one, right? Because their their talent level makes you think Darnold's played with guys who, right? You know. Are commensurate. Nothing's going to be surprising, but and this goes again to the whole Allen thing. Who did he play? Who did Wyoming right. play? Right. You exactly. Know? Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, and and when they did play better teams, he wasn't good at all. Now it's a small sample size, 
but when they, you know last year they played Iowa and Oregon, uh, the year before I believe they played Nebraska, and he was bad in those games. Now again, very small sample, not very you know didn't did play with other great players. You know, admittedly was not surrounded by tremendous talent like you could say the other guys were. Um, but yeah, it's it's a little bit scary. I mean, if you if you look at it. And you take away the projections and you just look at the productions, you'd say this guy had no business going in the top 10. Now, maybe the projection will win out and he'll be great and we'll look and say, man, how'd this happen? Where, you know, how'd this guy not be better in college? What, what was wrong there? But generally, it doesn't work that way. Like for the 99 times out of 100, the guys who are good in the NFL were pretty darn good in college. He's trying to be that one out of a hundred. Yeah. Um, what do you think of Bo Scarborough falling to the end of the seventh round of the count? Boy, yeah, I was surprised. I mean, it's it's always interesting. He was one. Um, Deontay Burnett from USC went undrafted. There's there's guys who like you know during the season you hear them as first round picks big stars, and then you kind of forget their names because it's so long before the draft and you hear about so many other guys. Then their names pop up. It's like, geez, that guy went there? That guy didn't go at all? How'd that happen? Bo Bo Scarborough uh, almost won a national title by himself for Alabama. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if he hadn't gotten hurt in that game two years ago, who knows if that game plays out differently because he was playing great. And, you know, he he, didn't break a bone in his leg there in the second half. um, You know, so... Yeah, I mean he's he's not a uh, he's not a prototypical NFL running back nowadays. I mean, you know, the, the guys teams look for these multi-purpose backs who can catch passes and all. And he's he's very much a one-trick pony power back. So it doesn't surprise me he didn't go. You know, he wasn't a first-round prospect necessarily. And this was a good running back draft. I mean, there were some good ones there. But yeah, surprised he fell as far as he did. You wonder if there's something more there. Uh, you know, off the field. That tends to be the case with these guys. When guys fall further. Remember Jalen Strong? Yeah. You know, like, what happened? How did Jalen Strong fall the third round? Well, we come to find out there were some concerns that continued to be concerns in the NFL, and, and you just kind of wonder if that's the case here. Yeah. I, I think that the the interesting thing about the idea, though, that he's just a runner and not a receiver, I, I get it, but you can teams need to look around. You can find a use for a Legarrette Blunt type. Oh, he's I agree. been in. Uh, he's yeah. like the LeBron James. He's in every Super Bowl. You yeah, know? yeah. No, I agree. I mean, we kind of get we get uh, obsessed with you know certain things that people look for. You know, and and right now and again in the NFL, it's running backs who can catch passes. Can they help in the passing game? He's not gonna. But that doesn't mean there isn't a role for him in the NFL getting, you know, eight carries a game, something like that. I mean, hes I don't think he's ever going to be a, uh, an all-pro or anything like that. But, yeah, I mean, you'd think a guy of his size and ability could at least find a role. But, again, then you factor in things we don't know, like his work ethic, his personality. Are, are there things there that uh, made teams hesitant? Because I don't think he would have gone first round but I'm surprised he fell as far as he did. So it makes me wonder if there's something we're just not aware of. Yeah. I, I'm surprised that Balaj went 
rounds ahead of Bo Scarborough. I'll say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That's a lesson again in productivity in college, not always the most important thing. Uh, I mean, you know, just, just ASU alone, and we talked about this before last season started, and we both saw it coming. You know, Richard was the better running back at ASU, but Belage was the guy who projected better to the NFL. He was bigger, he was faster. Uh, you know, so, you know, it's, it's, uh, there's differences in the game. And Balazs is one of those guys that teams will, you know, and, and I'm sure, you know, he wasn't, it wasn't just the team that drafted him. I'm sure other teams thought the same thing. You look at him and you think, boy, give, give me that, you know, piece of clay to work with and I'll mold him into a star. He's, he's big, he's fast, he can catch. Like, there's, there's a lot of raw talent there. The, uh, the Ringer NFL podcast, they started making fun of, uh, not not because of who he was, just by virtue of where he was drafted, Christian Sam, and how they were yeah. saying he will win the, the Patriots, the AFC Divisional playoff game. You, you <laughs> well, don't know who he is. They didn't know yeah, anything about him. It's I like, mean, but because yes. the Patriots drafted him, <laughs> he must yeah, be good. It's, uh, it's not a bad spot for him. I mean, you know, all in all, we had, we had three guys get taken and uh, you know, get drafted is better than not getting drafted, obviously. And yeah, I mean, a decent spot for him. They, uh, you know, they often, and that's a great point. I mean, every year, I don't, I don't watch the Patriots much during the season because I don't like them. And, and so it comes to the playoffs and you see a game and it's like they've got a guy in the starting lineup and you're thinking, who is that guy? And, and where did he come from? And, and yeah, I mean, for us, that won't be the case. But for a lot of people, that could be Christian Sam next year or two years from now. Or like, who is this guy? Where has he been? And, and why is he all of a sudden good? Yeah. He's got a nose for the football. He, yeah. He's quick in space. He's yeah. the guy who made the right move to leave early. Uh, Probably so. JoJo Wicker? No, not so much. Yeah. Yeah. One of, I, I think I read 37 underclassmen who declared early and did not get picked. Um, he signed with the Lions uh, yeah, as an undrafted yeah, free so he's agent. Got a, he's got an opportunity. I mean, in reality, the difference between a sixth, seventh round pick and an undrafted free agent as far as your chances to make the roster isn't that much. Um, you know, teams don't invest a lot of money in sixth or seventh round picks. And so you've, you've got an opportunity, but it's an uphill battle, as it is for a sixth or seventh round pick. You know, you have to, you have to earn it. I have to earn it right away. Um, yeah, I mean, for, for JoJo Wicker, I, I when I saw he had gone on draft, it was getting late in the draft. I was remembering back when he committed here, signed here, the story of, you know, Todd Graham was so excited that he, you know, jumped out of bed and it was just a difference maker. And I think when all is said and done, now that his, NF, his ASU career is over, I mean, I, I don't want to rip the kid. I don't want to say he was terrible, but he wasn't up to the billing. There, I mean, it he might was be a accurate. There, he was a solid major conference, but not yeah. elite team starter. Right, and and you know, with the hype, and again, that's that's sometimes how you judge people. I mean, you know, the the hype and based on that story alone, really, yeah. Todd Graham was so excited he couldn't contain his excitement when he heard from the kid the night before signing day, and you know, he was never an all conference player. It was good. He was a, a you know starter for most of his three years here. He wasn't a bust, but he wasn't a star, you know. And and 
And so I guess you look and you just you leave a little bit disappointed. If he had been less highly touted, yeah, you wouldn't be disappointed. But you know, it's all what you expect. It's it brings to mind Vontez Perfect. He was supposed to be a program changing kind of talent, and he wasn't. You know, he had he had some good games. But that's about it. I think the indictment of Wicker is I'd rather have Tayshawn Smallwood. If I was picking, yeah. if I was starting the line and you told me I could only have one of the two, I would have rather had Smallwood. Yeah, and it's funny you say that because I was even going to say if he had come in with the fanfare of a Tayshawn Smallwood, we'd probably say a pretty good career because you know he was he was not a I'm not you know it wasn't like he was a walk on, but he well, he didn't come in with like you know oh this guy's going to change your program. It's just yeah, he should be a nice player, and he was. Whereas Wicker was supposed to be. You know, huge difference maker, and he just he just wasn't. Again, not to say he was terrible, not to say his career was a waste, but you know, when you when you don't get a lot of guys like that, and we don't at our, you know, we're not Alabama, we can't afford to have four and five star guys miss. Some mm-hmm. places can't. Alabama, Ohio State, they have guys like that. And you're like, oh, that guy wasn't very good, but that's okay. We got eight others who are really good. Yeah. We don't have that luxury. Yeah. It was like O'Hara in Rudy. He, uh, right, right. You know, yeah. ASU can't yeah. have those guys. No, we can't. Yeah, I mean, you know, and, and again, you know, Alabama has misses. We just don't think about them because they got enough guys to overcome them, um, you know. Well, it's, like, ASU, it's we, like Duke basketball or Kentucky yeah. basketball. If a guy's not up to snuff, yeah, there's four other McDonald's All-Americans. Right, so. right. You, <laughs> don't, you don't even think about him, you know, and – yeah, and, and, you know, for us, like, he was supposed to be best player on our defense, kind of good, and I don't think he ever was. I mean, he was good, but at no point in the last three years did you say, that guy's the best player on the field. Oh, no. no and this oh. wasn't even a really good defense. <laughs> it's not like he was out there with, you know, five or six All-Americans, and we're holding him to an impossible standard. Yeah, it, was it wasn't. It wasn't like it was uh, Terrell Suggs on the line next to him, and it's like, right. oh man, he's just being overshadowed by Terrell Suggs. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we had some decent players. Christian Sam obviously gets drafted, and uh, you know, DJ Calhoun signed as a free agent. I saw, and, you know, some nice players, but he wasn't competing with you know elite level talent for that, and he still wasn't worthy of that honor. You know, again, I know not to. Not to rip the kid. I mean, much like Blake Barnett. I'm not, you know, it's nothing personal. I'm not rooting against him. I hope he, I hope he does great things with Detroit. That'd be, that'd be great, you know. But when, you know, when you, we talk a lot about recruiting, same with drafts. We talk about it instantly. How do you feel? Well, you know, three, four years later, that's when you should really look back and say, all right, how was it? And in his case, not quite up to the billing. Yeah. Fair. Well, we're now going to hit summer, and uh, yes, the, there's NBA playoffs still. There's hockey, um, and then we'll be right back to you know fall camp and that's right, football. that's right. I mean, do the math. We're uh, you know three months will be the end of July. Teams will be in training camp, and you know college football teams will be preparing to arrive for their fall camps, and it'll be here before you know it. But yeah, we got. We got a few months before there will be any big football news, probably. But we'll be ready. When it comes to end of July, we'll be primed. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's uh I think it's gonna be fun. 
Um, we're going to stop this recording now because Matt and I have to talk logistics for Auburn. That's right. But for trip two, say it again. Jordan Hare Stadium. There you go. Yes, yes. Practicing. There you go. Better. Good job. Until next time, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast.